welcome to the show, Larod. It's the after show, the after party, where we talk about all things uh, memetic. I don't know. How's it going? Uh, man, it's going pretty good. How you doing? Good show, man. Glad yeah. to be here. Life, life is always good. I am so happy all the time. I just, I just told my wife today that, uh, you know, sometimes you'll play video games like The Sims or something where you're emulating real life. and It's very addicting and it's, it's real fun to be. And that's what I feel like my real life is. It's that addict. My my real life is as addicting as a video game. It's it's so fun and just makes me so happy. I come home. I got my kids just running around, just living life. It's it's a good place to be. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's good. that's good, man. Uh, have that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Because if we all keep that mindset, then you know we can. Uh, do what the word of God is saying. You know what I'm saying we can do what the word is saying. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is how life is meant to be li- lived. Like uh, people will criticize, like, oh, uh, if you're a Christian, you need to live uh, very aesthetically, give all your money to the poor, and never have fun. And it's like, what are you t-? throughout the Bible? Like, like all of God's beloved people, like like King David and like uh, Abraham. These these are these are people. Of opulence and wealth, who who went out and lived adventurous lives and had had fun, were blessed. Even Job, until 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 there was an interloper that got got involved, Job was living the high life. That's that's what life is is like, you know. Yeah, you love it, definitely, man. That's why I try to do the same thing. Try, especially with the kids, try to give the kids a great experience. You know, I me and my wife, we kind of have not only our kids but other kids children that come over here to where they can have a good time and uh we actually taking levi to branson to, to the aquarium uh this uh next friday coming up so we'll be there from friday to in branson missouri from friday to sunday so yeah man uh definitely want to try to have you know a great experience and you know david did it all the time david would look at nature and be out and praise God for his goodness. And so I definitely think that that's what we should try to do uh, in our days that we here on earth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was, I was very fortunate to be able to bring my boys and we, we slept under the shark tanks in the mall of America because they have an aquarium there and they have these big glass tubes. And and so it was like this big uh, a veterans thing, you know, all the veterans get to bring their kids to go sleep under the uh, glass and have the sharks swim overhead throughout the night. It's a very painful experience for my old body at the, these these mats that they gave us, but it was it was a good time. The kids had a lot of fun. Yeah, that definitely would uh, be uh, some stuff, man. I ain't never been that close to sharks before, so I don't know what that even looked like. So <laughs> to have them swimming and around you and stuff while you uh, while they're in some tanks would be crazy. Well, I wanted to go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was even closer. I ate a shark once. <laughs> they say shark pretty good, though. It was pretty good. good. Yeah, I heard that. It's pretty good. But you were saying. Yeah, so uh, I know down in uh, you can do stuff like that down in Miami. Uh, I think it's like it was about like a hundred dollars per person, a little bit, probably a little bit more. And we was gonna do that down in Miami because they got it to where you can, uh, you know, walk with the tanks on and stuff like that. And uh, 
you, you get you got the fishes and then you know but i but then you actually walking in the water and uh but not with the uh not with the sharks and stuff but like with just fishes and all types of stuff and uh sea creatures down there to where you gotta you walking it's it's it's, it's tough i like it everybody's been kind of doing it lately but you know Adam asks, what's this the after show for? For the live stream podcast Bible study on Jeremiah 26. And so this is just an impromptu one where I'm talking to my friend LaRon. And uh, I thought maybe we would talk about some terrible, cringeworthy Calvinist memes because uh, that's that's always a funny subject to talk about. Uh, I So I pulled this one up here. I don't know if you got video, LaRon. Do, do you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. <laughs> Oh, this is just like a folder I have of cringe Calvinist memes. I, I like to collect cringe Calvinist memes because um, it's pretty funny. So the format of this seems to be there's there's an old Star Trek cartoon where Captain Kirk does like a hand over his mouth gasping like uh, like a shocked or surprised or something like that. And it's uh, paired with this lady crying, apparently. And she's saying, a person on the internet just told me that Christians can't lose their salvation. That sounds like demonic Calvinism. And then they have Captain Kirk responding, why are you crying about the fact that God can't accomplish his purposes for his own creation? There, okay. Um, so, yeah, just talking about the meme structure, this is awful. Because, first of all, we're, we just read two two huge paragraphs of text number one and it's this very complicated subject matter that nobody cares about it's like uh people can't lose their salvation on the internet sounds like demonic calvinism like what <sighs> so what are your thoughts larod so this this uh th these are memes that calvinists come out with right here this one yeah so this has like the reformed sage okay on it. So this is like a legit guy who's he he sat down at his computer, he put these pictures together, and then he said this would make a good meme, and then he wrote the text to it and then he hit publish. And then his all his buddies hit like on it. Yeah, it says a person on the internet just told me that Christians can't lose their salvation. That sounds like demonic calvinism. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. The, the the meme is too complicated to be a meme, and the fact that they're using the wrong format, they're using like a shocked Kurt, like a fake shock, like uh, that. It doesn't it doesn't go along with a paragraph of text. It's supposed to be a React picture, right? Well, you know, I never got your perspective on that. What do you think about uh, uh, Chris is losing their salvation? Like, what's your thought on that? So let's look at what the Bible actually means when it talks about salvation. So if you're looking in the time of Jesus's ministry, salvation seems to be conceptualized as uh, like a, a world salvation or a national salvation in which God comes to earth, kills the wicked, uh, blesses the righteous, puts them in a kingdom to live perpetually with him forever. So the salvation is couched in terms of national salvation. Mary says that he will save his people, save national uh, Israel. And the idea was he's saving them from the Romans. 
And so a lot of salvation language has to do with the implementation of the kingdom of God on earth and entry to the kingdom of God. But that doesn't, so a lot of Christians in today's world conceptualize salvation as, well, when you die, you will go to heaven, you'll, you'll appear as some sort of ghost creature or something in heaven, and that's what salvation is. Whereas salvation in the Bible is admittance to this future kingdom of God. And so it seems to be the plan within the Bible that Jesus is trying to save people for that kingdom. Paul gets on the scene and he starts reaching out to the Gentiles and he starts reaching out to them with a variation of the gospel in which um, they get salvation by faith alone. And he writes in Romans that the reason that they're getting this salvation by faith alone is to make the Jews jealous, which of course they were really mad at uh, Paul and they persecuted him throughout his, his entire ministry. It was, it was always the Jews that were trying to get him killed. And so in that way, Gentiles could gain admittance to this kingdom of God. But that doesn't necessarily mean salvation eternally into the future. We're in a heaven state, which we can't lose our salvation. It doesn't mean that we can't fall at some point in the future. Even Paul warns the Gentiles, uh, if, you, if you guys think now you guys could be safe and secure in your position, just look how fast you guys aren't even the natural roots, he writes. So you guys need to guard your salvation closely. So Paul himself, although he was teaching uh, salvation by faith alone and uh, being sealed for the day of redemption and not through works, but through faith, even though he's teaching that, he's still warning his audience not to fall away and not to take this lightly or else God could still cut them off as well. Right. And that's that's what I get. And I think that what happens is um, westernized Christianity looks at things like when you say faith. Like uh, faith is not um, basically operating on the uh, word of God that God has given you or his instructions. Um, and so when a person is not following the instructions of God or the spirit of God, which, you know, leads you into all understanding, all understanding of what the word is saying, then clearly Paul says a person can be cut off if they don't remain in faith. And so that faith is operating in the word of God or being obedient to the faith. And so when I say this to Westernized Christians, the first thing they say is the first thing they say is, is that, oh, you you don't believe it's faith alone. But when you look at the Bible, um, it's basically talking about Paul is his, he's addressing faith alone in the sense of uh, what God has said through his instructions of the New Testament uh, conditions, terms and the conditions were as to it's opposed to when a person is trying to get this type of um this type of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, eternal promises through the law, through the law, the law of Moses of those instructions at that time. So he's he's making an argument of basically uh, of faith in Christ Jesus and being obedient to that faith rather than a person operating in the instructions that we see this of Moses or the law that was given for that time span. So I think what they tend to think is that you can be saved uh and and uh and not really um you can be saved and 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 they're in and, and, and their misunderstanding of faith what it is you can be saved and not really walk in the it seems like the instructions of god are you possibly wasn't saved from the beginning like if a person fall away to them he wasn't saved from the beginning and that's something that i never really asked you because 
when you look at, I think it's a passage that's in First John, and I don't see that in the quick verse um, on your page. They always use First John, and I believe it's two and nineteen, and uh, it's basically talking about how they went out from us, or these antichrists, but they um, was not of us. Had they been of us, they would have remained with us. And so that's one of the passages that they use to basically say that uh, this uh, God knows uh, who's saved, who's going to be saved, or who's uh, not going to be saved, basically. Yeah, that, that seems to be discounting very real rhetorical devices that people use all the time. If there's an open theist that falls away, it's like, well, were they really an open theist in the first place? Because once you kind of understand the points of open theism, it, turning away from open theism is like uh, inconceivable. It's like you're going to go back to be a Calvinist and then you got to have to brain dump everything you know about the Bible and then you have to convert the entire way that you treat the scriptures into this incredibly new, very idiosyncratic way in which everything is uh, symbolic and, and metaphor and condescending language. That's what's going to happen. It's So I, I do understand the language being used in John, and I don't think they're talking um, in like... I don't think they're talking metaphysics. I don't think we have a metaphysical label affixed to us in that like we're in or out. I think they're just saying these guys weren't part of us because they walked away from us. So duh, they, they really, they weren't one of us. Right. Yeah. That's what I see. I, I talked, spoke with some Calvinists, uh, I want to say probably three days ago. And that's one of the passages that they it was go to, uh, and that passage, and I was like, I think that's kind of talking about these antichrists that was among Israelites or Judaizers who really came in to subvert the uh, the souls of these uh, Gentile believers. And um, they actually was to spy out the liberty of the saints. And so that's some of the text that you, you can see that takes place with that. But uh, that they seem to use that text quite a, a bit concerning uh you know this uh this elect or whatever the case may be despite spying out the liberty that's a language from galatians i i le i legitimately think that paul's beef is with real followers of james not not non-christians and i think that paul calls them worse than uh, non-christians as a rhetorical device to try to undermine them but i think they really were people from james in Galatians and uh, Acts 15. Yeah, that's definitely what I think too, yeah. yeah. So here, here's our next meme. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize real quick uh, my views on eternal security. I think we have conditional eternal salvation. A, a conditional, unconditional salvation. And so uh, a very nuanced view. But here's our next meme, and it's a Scooby-Doo. And uh, we got Calvinism and Arminians, and Arminians are the Scooby-Doo gang. And Calvinism, oh no, Calvinists did it again. <laughs> they meme themselves as the bad guys. Okay, so if you're doing a meme, like like if, if you're doing a meme and you're doing Indiana Jones meme, and uh, Indiana Jones is the person you want to be in your own meme. You don't want to be like the Nazi he's punching or the Nazi he's fighting or Hitler burning books. That's not the person you want to meme yourself as. 
the Calvinists in this meme put themselves as the bad guy here. And so it says, uh, let's see who this is. The Armenians, the good guys who, who are, the, are, are the problem solvers, the gang. They pull off the mask and it's, it's scripture. Oh, wow. Deep, deep, meaningful, deep, meaningful meme from the Calvinist. Thank you, Calvinist. Yeah, so I'm guessing uh, <laughs> when they pull off the mask, I guess the, the uh, Armenians, you know what I'm saying, they basically haven't been dealing with scriptures. And so then Calvinists supposedly dealing with the scriptures. So I'm guessing that's what they're saying, but I don't know. So what I, I think what often happens in dialogue is Calvinists do have very much a working knowledge of the Bible. And typical Arminians or non-Calvinists are, a lot of them are social Christians. And so when they're interacting with these people about deeper subjects, they're able to do this thing where they verse Trump or shotgun proof text or, or demonstrate in some way their superior knowledge of the Bible. And that gives them confidence that the Arminians position is is not biblical just because of the performance in their interaction but i, I don't think they're it's it's substantive because whenever they come across someone who knows their bible they usually run away like crying they don't want to talk to people who know the bible right and that's what i see too because uh every time i interact with them the first thing they do is is like oh you're an open theist and uh you know what's your position and and so I was like, well, well, can we actually deal with the scriptures and let's not worry about what I'm what what you say I am, but let's deal with the scriptures. And so <laughs> it's always like some personal. Kind of, yeah, it's part of that that and they're more so philosophical, if anything, because when you when you begin to get into this plain text, like text that you can't just you can't just look. I mean, you can't anybody can get it right, like simple. The Calvinists go into making up definitions, basically. Uh, you know, the, the favorite thing is going to be anthropomorphism. You know what I'm saying? That. And so those are some of the things that I see that the Calvinist is going to go into. So it's, it's good to stick them with the Bible because they're going to ask you these philosophical questions rather than them saying, well, hold on, let's look at what this Bible is saying. And what does this mean to you? And then you don't really get an answer. I've never really gotten an answer from these guys. Yeah, tell me if does this happen to you? And we, I know it does happen to you every time you talk to a Calvinist. You'll be talking to them, and you'll say, "Well, this verse here it says uh, God repents, or whatever, whatever verse you're talking about." And they'll say, "Well, that's just an anthropomorphism." So let's go look at this verse over here. So they'll just like they'll just make a bold, absurd claim without any justification at all, just kind of a hand wave. Your verse doesn't has has is this category, so we could ignore. Any points you want to make about it, and then we could just move on. It's just like this hand wave thing. It's like they did not demonstrate the truth of their assertion. They just believe that their assertion is the truth of the assertion. Exactly. And that's I experience that uh, all the time. And it just get to the point to where, uh, you know, one guy, he was a Calvinist. He was actually honest with me. He said, you know what, I actually, um, I think Kevin, uh, just inbox. I don't know if he's watching your show or not, Kevin G. But uh, he, you know, he um, one guy was uh, I was watching his uh, okay. Well, I was watching his uh, when we was talking. I was having a conversation with him, and so when he couldn't answer the question, you know what he said? He actually said, 
I can't really answer that question. He was really honest. He said, you know, just give me a minute to the next time, you know, we talk, maybe I can answer that question. And I really respected that because, you know, um, the other guy was saying, saying some stuff. And I'm just looking like, nah, that ain't what the Bible saying right there. It's not saying that at all. Cause I hit him with that Deuteronomy eight and two. And so when I hit him with the Deuteronomy eight and two, that's when he was like, well, you know, when it talks about how, why God brought them, into the wilderness to test them to prove them to know whether they would keep his commandments or no that text right there he couldn't explain it but the other guy just said you know what i you know i i uh I, to be honest i don't know what that text is saying let me look into that and maybe i can give you the answer the next time he said but that is a good text and uh he was honest the other guy tried to explain it and it says in that text that god wants to know to know what they would do, you know what I'm saying? Whether they would keep his commandments or no. And so I, I think it, I think it was our discussion with uh, your Kevin friend, right? Um, where it's, we, we pointed out that verse and we said, what reason did God test them? You know, the, the verse says, God tested to know what was in their hearts. And so he's like, well, what you have to do? And then he, he jumps into this huge long paragraph of just words. It's like, this is not guesswork. You just have to read the next dependent clause within the sentence to find the reason for God's testing. We we don't need a paragraph. It, it's just all oh, we have. We just have to read it. And right. It so right. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I don't know if that that well, that was that was that was a uh, Mike brother Mike. No, hold on. Was that because brother? Because uh, Kevin, like, he's, oh. He's, yeah. You're right. It was Mike. Mike. It was, it was Mike. Yeah, it was Mike, I believe. Because Kevin is he kind of listens. Kevin is in the position now to where he's 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 leaning open, but the pressure of other people causes him possibly to uh not want to lean that way. Or um whether I would say not want to openly say anything. That's that's what brother Kevin does, but that's my brother. I love him, but I know that. They put pressure on him when he says, bring certain things out that's been revealed to him. And they like, oh, man, you're open this and this and that. And so, but yeah. There is a lot of social ramifications. Um, you, you don't make friends very easily. And often uh, women don't like you because of women. Women who are into the Bible are typically like Calvinistic types. In my experience growing up. And so my arguments... It does allow you interaction with women. So young men out there, go find a young lady who loves theology. Say you're an open theist. You could get a lot of interaction with them. But uh, watch out because uh, women get mad easy. And so there is some danger there. Our next meme we got pulled up is a Pikachu meme. It's, a, it's using the same meme format as our first meme in which Kirk is like holding his mouth. They're substitute memes. So both meanings to this is like a fake shocked expression. Or in this case, they're using it as just like a legitimate shock expression, which I, I don't think they understand the meme format too well. So Arminian says, you hateful Calvinists think that God can't save everybody. James White, actually, we're the ones who believe that he could have saved everyone if he wanted to. Arminian shocked. Really? God has a potentiality? I, I don't actually think Arminian did they did they spell that right? Um, but uh, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, they did. I was, I was saying if there's they spelled it Armenian, but it's Armenian. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
So Calvinists don't actually believe that God has potentiality. God has to be pure actuality without ability to change. He's immutable and impassable, uh, pure simplicity, pure actuality, pure aseity. He's say. And so they don't actually believe. So this meme is incorrect with Calvinist beliefs. But um, do you see this ever occurring in real life? If this conversation went down, an Armenian said, uh, "You you guys don't you guys think that God can't save everyone?" And then they said, "Actually, we think that He could have saved everyone." Would any Armenian be open mouthed, shocked? Uh, yeah, they. I mean, yeah, I think so. They, they would. They so we we could actually try. I could go pretend to be a Calvinist somewhere. I don't. I don't think anyone would be open mouth shocked that a Calvinist would say that God could have saved everyone if he wanted to. Uh, I, I mean, well, yeah, they probably wouldn't then, but I don't know because they say so much stuff, man. It, it does shock people, but yeah, I don't know. I know I'd be looking like, man, what the, what did he just say? But okay, so. <clears throat> So yeah, right so, here, it's actually, we're the it says actually we're the ones who believe that he could have saved everyone if he wanted to. But I mean, the scriptures definitely said that God desires to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, basically, the entire world is a representation of God's ultimate will. And so, are they saying God could have had a different ultimate will? In okay, some I universe, see, I, see. Yeah. I think I just think this is false from the Calvinist perspective. But we'll move yeah, on. Oh, yeah, you more learned than me than this, so I I can't really see all of the their little. Uh, you can pull something up out of these things that I can't really see because you know all the all the uh, positions that they hold that that they shouldn't say certain things, but they're holding those positions. I can see stuff like if they say like. Uh, uh, why won't he won't why he won't repent? Like some people say, like why why won't that person repent? Or why did they turn away from God? And, and so when they say stuff like that, I could see that and be like, well, hold on for a minute. You believe regeneration precedes faith, so this is the is is according to your philosophy. You know they're not repenting because of uh God because of your your you know how you view God. God you know he's the one should make them or regenerate them to repent. And so when they ask those questions, th those are things I can look at and see. But as far as the other arguments, I'm still kind of learning a lot of their arguments and stuff and certain things. That's why I'll be trying to kind of get you in the room. Yeah. And talk with them. So our, our next meme is just a picture of Jesse Morrell, and it's in the style of one of those motivational photos, pictures, posters that are popular around workplaces. And uh, it's titled Open Theism, I know what's for dinner, but God doesn't. And uh, this is a meme I've seen all over the place. And so I, there's multiple hits on my radar that people are used. Calvinists particularly are using these memes. All right. Any, do you have any issues with this? Uh, I think that um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's rather silly because if, well, first of all, when a person is, you know, God does can read the minds of the spirit of a person, not the actual mind, but the spirit of that person. And so sometimes God do get acquainted with 
you know, uh, what a person likes to eat, you know what I'm saying? Um, also, what a person is thinking of, you know what I'm saying, to eat. So I think it's spirit before it's flesh, before it's materialized. So I don't really think this will be really that true. Uh, I know Patiz knows what, what, what's for dinner, but God doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I had tacos last night, and then I had a lot of leftovers, and so I put it in the fridge. So I'm pretty sure God knew what I was going to eat today. Because you could just look in my fridge, right? And so um, what this meme is actually doing is it's trying to do this um, attributing beliefs that are not actually held by open theists to open theists. It, it's trying to say, it, it, it's, it's often that they use this type of mocking. They're trying to mock open theists in this way, something that open theists don't actually believe. Right, and so I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'll go for it. And then I also like, 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 say, fence if, um, if because God does, uh, understand and read the hearts of man or know what man is thinking, let's say, fence if man chooses to change his mind and say, well, I'm not going to have, uh, tacos tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's safe to say that God knows basically what you're thinking about what you're going to have, even to the very point to where you say, well, I'm going to change that because it's always something that you're thinking spirit first before it's materialized. And so you you think it before you actually do it. And so if you say, well, I'm going to try to trick God, but do something different, then God knows you're trying to trick him to do something different because you're, you're it's, it's spiritual. So I don't I don't know, like if that's your um, how you view that, but I think that's I view that like that because I've seen it, you know, sometimes in the in the biblical text to where, you know, a person uh, God can search the heart and look on the things that the person is. Uh, um, thinking about doing or what they imagine to do uh the text says yeah yeah so god said god said he didn't he didn't think pharaoh he knows that pharaoh is going to have a hard heart and so he's going to use him as an example of his power and so the whole pharaoh thing was a setup based on what god knew about his character at the time right and so um uh, so uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, example of even the pharaoh um is that the pharaoh has a uh he has some hard sayings that's put before him that God brings Moses bring to him some hard sayings to where he basically uh, has to make choices and decisions that's put before him. Did he did also hard his heart that he does not really want to make, but he has to give some that here some there. It's like somebody coming to you and telling you, uh, you need to let these people go. But then when you realize that if I let these people go, then <laughs> Um, they building treasure cities for me. <laughs> so I can't too much let these people go, but I can let them go. Some of them go and then the rest can stay. So he's he's faced with these des decisions that cause him to be more calloused and hardened uh, in the situation. So we kind of see there's a methodology that God is using within the text because uh, he says, well, who is the Lord that I shall obey him? Especially when you got these people just building your treasure cities, you don't want to let these people go now. So, and 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 uh, and, and I don't uh, let alone uh, God is bringing these things on me to where it's causing me to change my mind. But at the same time, I'm still stubborn to the fact to where I don't really want to change my mind. So I think that's a lot of that is what's going on with the Pharaoh of uh, with these hard sayings that he has to try to submit to basically. So just taking this meme, for example, uh, it's a low effort meme. If we were to do one of these memes against Calvinism, we'd uh, take 
pick a very goofy picture. Maybe uh, Tyler Tyler Vela's face. We put that on there. It, it looks like he has some sort of Down syndrome, and so we'd blow that up real big. And then uh, we'd put Calvinism, and then we'd put underneath it, God is the director and screenwriter of every child rape. And actually, that would be fairly accurate uh, of what Calvinists believe, that no rogue molecule. God is the screenwriter and director of every child rape. You know, uh, you know what's interesting about that with uh, Jesse uh, uh, Morrell. What's his name, Jesse? I think Jesse Morrell. Yeah, is is he has a he has a text that right in there with that video. It says that uh, God is angry with the sinner every day, and Jesse Morrell say, "Well, God should be angry with himself." So you can you can actually use that as mem because. If you think about it, if if, if God is uh, is angry with the sinner, then he should be angry with himself because he has decreed the sinner or he has decreed sin or ordained it. So all of these acts that we see that he ordained, but then he gets angry. And Jason, Jesse Morrell says, according to their philosophy, he should be angry with himself. Then. All right. So here's this. Uh... They're not. OK, because this this is probably not a Calvinist meme, so I'll skip that. Oh no! Oh no! This one? No. Why? Uh, okay. Um, I, I'm not going to read this meme, and that's the problem with this meme is that it's too long. You, you just published a book in meme format. I'm not going to read it, and so that's my criticism. You you can't just have multiple paragraphs of text. Okay, we're going to go on. Oh no! Here's James White uh, groping another man. Oh, it's Jesse Morrell. <laughs> and he's he's on his back, like like uh, grow, uh, wrestling is is it MMA? I don't know what it says uh, when eight, nine hours is just too much. Jesse Morell actually got a lot of mileage and traction out of the James White videos, and so um, I don't know why James White fans think that's a win for the reformed Babylon B. I don't know if this is actually, oh, is this actually from the Babylon Bee? I don't know. But the Babylon Bee, I don't know if you're familiar with that site. It's a site that posts humorous articles typically, but it is run by Calvinists. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that someone who works for the Babylon Bee built this meme. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Adam writes that nine hour video. Yeah, if, if you got like nine hours, maybe like if you're driving in a truck to California and you got nine hours listening to that whole nine hour video, that is a lot of lot of material, nine hours worth, and uh, it's pretty decent. I think I probably listened to at least four or five hours of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got nothing but driving time, so this is the material. But I, but I, I know one thing: who I can't listen to for nine hours. Oh no, not James White. Oh, it's. <laughs> It's horrible. It's just like the displacement of just reading certain things, taking things out of context, isolating scriptures. You just looking like, oh my God, that was horrible. Arrogant, condescending is the worst. Just the way he talks. It's uh have you listened to him talk? He's like Yeah. I don't see how I don't see how anybody can actually listen to that. Like because they're arrogant and condescending. And so if they have a guy who signals to everyone how to be arrogant and condescending to others, 
they take this as uh, not number one, their hero, and number two, they want to emulate this, and so they consume the material so that they could go out into the internet world and make a bunch of arrogant, condescending Calvinists. Yeah, that's terrible. All right, so the next meme is from uh, Dude, Where's My Car? I've never seen the movie, but uh, it's about some guys who misplace their car and they don't go try to find it. And so Armenians, after misplacing their salvation, this is <laughs> um, another weird salvation thing where it's, I guess the point of the meme is that Armenians... But in, in their theology, Calvinist theology states that Arminians' theology is false. And so it, this, this meme kind of assumes that Calvinism is false. I, I think there's some subtext going on here. Right. And so this, this, this type of stuff that I look at and say, like, you can't make men memes like this and and, it's, and, and it wouldn't be them actually misplacing their uh, salvation. It, it, this is something that God would have ordained or decreed from their position. And so it's like you're making these these memes like this and not realizing that it's it's kind of really it's against you against your own um, what you believe in. Is it's weird. Right. So when I was doing comics from a Calvinist perspective, like I'd be like Calvinist Jesus and then then, uh, then an interaction that he had with people. It's like, what, what would Jesus act like if he actually was a Calvinist? And that's the funny thing is looking into his mindset and perspective and how he would talk to others and how the dialogue would function if he came to the world from the Calvinist perspective. But this is not doing that. This is just trying to this is like a lazy joke that Arminians can lose their salvation which not all Arminians actually believe and it assumes the truth of Arminianism okay oh no here's oh, all these memes are low effort I wonder if I can't find some like higher effort ones so let's let's keep going oh no. I think this is a Tyler Vela meme. It's a fish inspector montage, collage. And again, it's paragraphs of text. It's just a guy walking around talking about how every, everything's fishy. And then it's... Uh... I, I, don't, I don't know what, if anyone's ever laughed to something like this. Yeah, this thing. I don't, I don't get it. I expected Lady Flowers comments about choice meats and something that's not kosher. Something smells fishy. I can't even see that little print that he got down there. His interpretation stinks worse than my breath. Oh, I, I guess this is this is high art, I guess, for Calvinism. Yeah. All right, uh, lower forever mean. Uh, better not be all all of them. Let's see. I got more. Oh, oh no. The Armenian God trying to woo a sinner who is dead in their trespasses and sins. Love me. It. Uh, this is from Bruce Almighty, which is another movie I have not seen. Uh, but in the movie, he has like. Godlike powers to do things, but he can't make people love him. 
And so I guess the joke is that Arminians, when they say God can't, the one thing God can't do is force people to love him. The joke is that he can't. <laughs> the joke is that their theology is actually true. Oh. So that's that's one thing I see in Calvinist mocking, like uh, Matt Slick in his Things an Open Theist God Would Say. I did a response article to that where all his statements were like mocking, like, oh, man, I didn't expect that. And then I post verse reference along with that times where God says specifically those things. And so he's he's actually mocking the God of the Bible, which is really funny because uh, that will be a funny judgment day where Matt Slick has to explain why he's mocking God. And so that's what I look forward to in life. Just the little heartwarming things in life. Right, And that's that's basically what he's doing, because you can read the text of where God is actually using statements on how he's wooing Israel as a nation of people and how he's stretching out his hand to uh, these Israelites to come back unto him and and how, you know, what plans he have for Israel and persuading Israel with miracles and signs and different things. And so I don't know why would he make that man like that because uh, or why would they, why would somebody make that? Because you, you, you are actually mocking what the Bible is actually dealing with. You know what I'm saying what it's actually saying. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think it's more of in-group signaling. We're posting memes about things that we say often to Arminians. And so then you'll just hit like through because you're familiar with their common talking points. How about this? This is this goes along the same lines as people posting themselves as villains. My face when someone says I chose God and then they have a picture of Tom Hanks, who's on the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs and have been credibly accused of uh, being a pedophile by uh, multiple actors. That guy who mysteriously committed suicide was accusing Tom Hanks of molesting him. Uh, Calvinists like to put themselves as child molesters well, or, or any bad guys in any films or any, uh, any TV series. I, so I would not choose Tom Hanks as my avatar in a, in a meme. And the meme also is still low effort. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's and, and I think that's one of the questions that uh, when you ask and talk to a Calvinist and you ask them about rape and molestation and stuff, uh, some Calvinists don't want to take it to that level. They they always are. You're trying to do this and that, but then when you ask them, they don't want to give you a solid answer to that. But uh, you know, um, what would you think about God's uh, methodology on how he? Because uh, I know they read the verse of. Uh, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Or <laughs> that's so funny. I I I heard in the wild a Calvinist use that as a proof text, and so the first time I heard the proof text, uh, Bob Edyard's talking about it, and Bob Edyard's like, "Yeah, he's he's talking to the disciples. He like literally walked over and said, "Hey, Andrew, follow me. Hey, John, come with me.'" He's like, "I chose you. You didn't choose me." And, and I'm like, do Calvinists actually literally use this as a proof text? Are they, are they that dense? And so it, it was like years later. And then I ran across a Calvinist in the wild, quoting it as if it's a legitimate proof text for God choosing people. 
Jesus telling the disciples who he walked up to and he like tapped them on the shoulder and said, hey, come follow me. Uh, using Jesus talking to his disciples, his choosing the disciples as a general statement that God chooses us and we don't choose him. That's insane. It's right. so funny. <laughs> right. Then you got the text that says, he that believes should be saved, but he that believes not is already condemned. Then he turns around, he tells the disciples, he says, um, are you going to leave also? You know what I'm saying? And so it's these statements to where I'm guessing they don't look at, but, uh, man, but, yeah, this is crazy. I can't see this one right here, though. You got to. No, this one's terrible. Oh, okay. This is another Reformed Sage one. And it's, um, uh, what's this guy? Matt Damon's friend. Um, who's, who is this? Who's this guy? Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. He played Batman in the in one of the latest Batmans in the Justice League Batman. Uh, the moment uh, you realize your pastor told you that the first Adam gave you a sin nature against your permission, but a second Adam needs your permission to save you, which logically makes the first Adam more powerful. Ben Affleck. Thank you, Zealot TV and, uh, and Roddy. Ben Affleck. Yeah, uh, Batman Superman guy. But uh, it's it's just been oh, there's a sad, say a sad Ben Affleck where there's a sad Ben Affleck montage on YouTube when he's asked about how terrible Justice League has been doing in the ratings, and then his co-star, the guy who played Superman, is just talking nicely, and Ben Affleck's just like it, it fades to black, and the sad music plays, and it zooms in on his sad face. <laughs> so funny, but uh, this meme is insane to me. And the idea seems to be that um, if there's one person who wins out in a will fight at one point in time, then they're the most more powerful. Like if my kids want to go to McDonald's and I want to go to home to cook food, and then we end up going to McDonald's, that means my kids are more powerful than me or something like that. That's insane. Um, that's like, I, I could literally, they're literally one third my size. I could smother them an instant and, uh, there'd be, there'd be no resistance. And just them having their will prevail against me for some reasons at some points of time, don't make them more powerful than me. It's just something that happens. But in the Calvinist mindset, God can't, oh, I don't know if I told you the story. I was, uh, on a Calvinist website once, on a Calvinist Facebook page, and write, does God win all his wrestling matches that he ever, ever fights it? They got, they didn't know how to respond because literally the text in the Bible has God losing a wrestling match, but they didn't want to say that God has lost a wrestling match because that means, I guess, in this logic, man's now more powerful than God if God, man could beat God in a wrestling match. And so you got a lot of hemming and hawing and a lot of, a lot of paragraphs of text and not very much analysis of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, this is pure ignorance because I'm going to tell you why. Because if you think about it, when you read the Bible and you read, you know, you get to the conclusion or you get to the the height of the Bible, the, the revelations, it's, there's more people that's dying, basically, uh, from the perspective of when you start looking at, you know, what Satan, his influence and the ones is being saved, so you can use that and say, "Well, hold on." So, so basically, you know, with that, if that's the case, then you know, 
if you if you're using that type of thought pattern, then Satan ultimately is uh, you know the one who's winning in this text. You know what I'm saying? Because he's basically um, more people are dying. But then when you yeah. look at it, so if you want to use that type of uh, thought pattern, and then also too, uh, when you read uh, the Bible, it actually says that um, the second Adam, uh, through what he's doing, is is a uh, greater grace. And uh, then also it says a gift. So you just don't. Nobody forces somebody to take a gift. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody comes to somebody and say, "Hey, just take this gift." And you say, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want the gift or whatever." And you just force them to take it. I don't know who does that. I don't know if that's really <laughs> real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you force somebody to take a gift. They should have an option to say, "No, I don't want that," or either they want the gift or they don't want it. And so I've never. It's 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 like a real relationship to where. You just give some some somebody something that they don't want. You wouldn't want anybody to come to you, and 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 they gave you something basically, and just made you take it, and and then you didn't want it, but they made you take it. That's just the weirdest thing ever. Like that's a weird relationship. So so I love memes like this. I love that Calvinists share them because they're so detached from reality that normal people will look at their memes and say, "What the heck are you talking about, you guys?" You're, you guys are all nuts. You guys are insane. And so they, they're propagating their insanity with memes that have no basis in reality. People don't think like that. People don't talk like that. It's not a thing. All right. So here's a SpongeBob meme. And uh, so this is one where someone gets led down a path very explicitly and then denies the path is the format. This is this is the scripture. Yep. Those whom he predestined, he also called, yep. Those whom he called, he also justified, yep. And those whom he justified, also glorified, yep. See, God predestined you for salvation before you ever had the option to accept him. What are you talking about? Okay, that, that wasn't what was being led here. Those whom he predestined, he called, okay. He called, he justified. He justified, he also glorified. And that, that whole passage had nothing about god saving us specifically it there's there's a people group who's been predestined i don't know uh so they, they 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 switched it up they they didn't make it follow the meme format has been subverted because they didn't actually follow the meme format you know what i mean all right, I'll, try, right. I'll try to pull up a spongebob meme format Where, uh, where it's it's supposed to be very leading and very obvious, so you can't just like switch all the words up. I did I did one of those on on Molinism. Maybe I could find that real quick. Where uh, it, it's William Lane Craig, and William Lane Craig basically denies. I Molinists do this thing where they want you to look at your left hand. Uh, while their right hand's doing something, and when you're looking at the right hand, their left hand's doing something. They they switch terminology halfway through debates and and discussions, and try to try to obfuscate quite a lot. And so, very leading questions is the way to actually interact with Molinist, but uh, it doesn't always work because uh, <laughs> you, you you know what you know the problem that I have with Molinist is because uh, they um. Okay, let's say for instance, it's, he says that God picks the world um, 
that he that he wants, right? He picks the world that he wants out of uh out of all the worlds and he picks the one that he wants, right? And that uh, is that what happens or um it it there's there's like a utility maximizing calculation that goes on in God in which he actualizes the world that has the best utility. Best okay, yeah. So the problem with that is is because even when he gets the world that's the best utility, then why does he still test or search within that world? I don't understand why would he do that within that position because if we look at the Bible, God gets this world that he wants, but then God is still testing and then he's still searching within that world as if like there's something that can be different basically or something can change or uh, so so that's why I never really got Molinism because of that. Did you did you what do you think about that? Because if God gets that world that he wants, why is he testing or why is he searching to know he should already have knowledge of already? He should. And so that'd be a good question for them. They'd probably answer with something like God did all that testing beforehand. God God has eternally tested or something like that. But it's it's not He's testing now to acquire new knowledge. That that wouldn't be their claim, right? But even, even if he did it in the eternal past, then he, he okay. So I see what they're saying. Basically, he tested it all that beforehand. That still would be weird though, because then he still would be even if it's actualized and in the past, he still would have to test that. But yeah, I see why they say that. Yeah, that's how they would answer that. Yeah. All right. So here's my, my William Lane Craig. Uh, format meme of this this leading question meme. Something is necessary if it cannot have different a different truth value. William Lane Craig. Yep. God has eternally known all things in such a way that all those things will actualize and none fail. Yep. So God. So all events God foreknows cannot have a different truth value. Makes sense to me. So all his events are necessary events. No, they are contingent events. So basically, Molinism wants to say that an event is still a contingent event, even though there's no probability or possibility it'll actualize other than what God unfalsifiably knows how it will actualize. And so it, it's this weird, it's this weird additional category they lump onto events to try to get 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 away from all events being necessary events. And so that that's how this this beam format is supposed to function. You can't just change everything up that last panel. It doesn't work. All right, here's a new one. Here, here's a Titanic going down. Great news, guys. The captain did bring enough lifeboats. He just chose not to save everyone. I just love it, don't you? Hashtag sovereign. Okay, so I guess the idea of this is if God was willing to save everyone and he didn't save everyone, then that would be super awful. <laughs> uh, that That's an interesting premise. I don't know about you, but I do not want to live forever with everyone currently in this world. There are some people that you just need to cut out of your life, and uh, maybe if you never see them again, that's, that's an okay thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some people deserve... Hell, just some people 
somewhere at some point in time deserved hell. But uh, okay, so they're they're trying to say God is a failure. That's one of their pretty common claims with Arminianism and open theism. If God could save everyone and wanted to save everyone but didn't, then God is like powerless and weak and our wills uh, supreme or something like that. Like like I want to bring all my kids to McDonald's, but if my kid's whining, I'm not going to take them. That doesn't mean that now I'm a, a failure of a dad. I might take the non-whiny kids, but it's not like you're going to mock me. Oh, you have uh, eight seats in your car to bring your seven kids to McDonald's and only six seats were filled. You're such a failure. What kind of talking is that? That's that, that's nonsense. Right. It's crazy. All right. So, it's again, it's idiosyncratic, and that's why the meme just kind of doesn't function well. Oh, no. Ugh. And here's one of their fake humility things where they say, oh, Arminian is so man-centered. It's a guy holding a trophy. I just want to thank me for being in heaven today. I couldn't have done it all without myself. Remember the Me, Me, Me compilation with uh, Tyler Vela? Did you ever see that? No, I don't think where, I've seen it. I see. Where Pine Creek put out a video in which Tyler Vela, Calvinist, is just talking about how special he is for being elect and 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 he used me like twenty thousand times. Um, Pine Creek, Tyler Vela, me, me, me. I, me. It's not coming up. But he, then uh, Pine Creek, who's an atheist and not a Christian at all, he takes the this clip and then he puts it to the Muppets song where the Muppets are going. Me, 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 Oh, man. This is terrible, man. I can't leave it. I downloaded it somewhere. I got massive archives of video footage that I just have to use text searches to try to find anything ever because there's so much stuff. One thing about the internet is always grab down everything you can, always, because it's going to disappear. YouTube's going to pull it down. The author's going to pull it down. If you don't pull it down now, you're going to lose it. So always take things when you can. All right. So, I, think, uh, I, know, I know this guy. Um, he was a he, – he, about two years ago, he became a Calvinist. And um, when he – he wasn't a Calvinist at first, but – then he just got the uh, dealing with a lot of Calvinists in the uh, group that we was in, and uh, he was like, "Man, I I think I I take the Calvinist position overall before anything." And he used to have he used to couldn't really you know stand Calvinists like that in the sense of their doctrine, but the guy had um you know started making these memes like just all the time, man, and I it just used to this I just used to look at him and be like. That's all you do is just put out these certain memes that you got. That you just It's just annoying, you know what I'm saying? It's just like looking like, dude, like, you know, and I would respond to the stuff, but he had no answer for what the, the scriptures that I was bringing. And so, you know, he just laughed and gave him put these memes out with no understanding, but that's that's what they do. I think that's a they, they thing, it seems like. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, let's let's pull it up. <laughs> uh, this uh, 
this this is actually how to do a meme. Uh, it's, I, I gotta figure out how to share this real quick. Uh, let's see, share screen. I'll pull this over here. And, oh, okay. Share, I got a share tab, okay. Two seconds. <laughs> All right, ready? This is beautiful. It wasn't just this massless, amorphous, kind of general love, but not for anybody specific. No, when, when Christ died on the cross, he died, he loved me, Tyler Vela. He died specifically and canceled my <laughs> record of debt against him. Right? He created God towards me. Right? God is actually propitious. He is satisfied. That's what propitious means. The wrath against the debt has been turned away. Right? On, on something like Will's view, the wrath has not been turned away. Right? Unless you want to be a universalist, the wrath has not been turned away because people are going to experience wrath in hell. Why you? <laughs> Why me? I have no idea. I'm chief of all sinners. If you, if you knew my sinful and depraved and wretched heart, there is no reason why it's me. It is because of God's good and loving kindness, amazing grace that he saved a wretch like me. I have no idea why. <laughs> hey, this one is kind of funny, though. <laughs> so that that's how you do... A, a meme that that's how you put together a meme uh so it, it's actually uh, if you have an enemy you need to look for where their weak spot is what really gets to them uh i don't know if <laughs> probably not the story for this podcast but a good example is scott adams uh on twitter got into a feud with this rich guy out of romania um what's the guy's name cobra tate and so Cobra Tate, he thinks to himself, how, how can I get under Scott Adams' skin? Scott Adams is the Dilbert cartoonist. So he emails Scott Adams' new young wife, who's in her like 20s, uh, like uh, DMs her in her Twitter. And she's talking to them and flirting with him in his Twitter DMs. And then he publishes that all for everyone to see. Because Scott Adams is older, the way to get to him is showing that his wife doesn't actually care for him or love him. And so he posts that to win this fight. The Calvinists in the same way, they very much care about this perception that they're not man-centered. But very much that is their weakness. They are the man-centered people. They care so much about themselves. Oh, we're the elect, and they're so proud of it, and, and they look down on everyone else, and everyone else can't read the Bible. Everyone else doesn't have their special enlightenment. It's all about themselves. And so it striking to the heart of the matter, this meme is just highlighting this self-centeredness that's the heart of Calvinism. And so that's that's how effective this is. I got the YouTube uh, extension that shows dislikes and likes. And so look at this ratio here. 15 dislikes. So there's probably like 15 Calvinists that jumped on and hit dislike to uh, 350 upvotes. So... <laughs> That's how you meme. Not not this not this Calvinist stuff. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Well, we've been out here what about an hour now. Yeah, 
uh, it's getting late. I probably go to bed. <laughs> hey, uh, but yeah, tomorrow, man, uh, going to uh, let's hop in the clubhouse, man, and uh, well, I don't know at uh, what you got to do. What, what time you gonna be available? Probably uh, it have to be real late, like uh, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Okay, let's hop in the clubhouse around about eight, around about nine, because I'm gonna be driving anyways. And so uh, we can spark something up in the clubhouse, have a conversation, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, get over to some scriptures and stuff. Sounds good. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. Bye. Thanks, everyone, Bye. in the comments. All right. Peace, Chris. Talk to you in a minute.